Welcome to the Edge Talk Radio Network, your weekly source for information, empowerment, and connection. The Edge Magazine and its advertisers bring you inspired interviews and conversation on learning and healing, on our sacred journey, and on topics that expand beyond time and space. Now, welcome today's host. Hi, it's Jean Wallace here. Welcome to my radio show, The Psychic Buffet at the Edge Radio Cafe, where every fourth Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Central Time, I serve up spiritual food for thought to nourish your soul. You can listen then or from the archives. Each show contains an appetizer, which is a quote about the topic, an entree, where I and or a guest will speak upon the topic, a side dish, which is another's perspective on the topic, and a dessert, which is a guided meditation about the topic. Mention the special word given in any show to receive a one-hour psychic reading with me for only $60. I welcome your questions, comments, requests, or reading appointments by phone at area code 612-874-1453. I do not have any textability, however. Or you can contact me by email at genewallace at earthlink.net. That's J-E-A-N-W-A-L-L-I-S at E-A-R-T-H-L-I-N-K dot N-E-T. Bon appétit! Hi, you beautiful shining souls. Welcome to the show. Before we get into the spiritual buffet today, I want to talk a little bit about the future of this program. This show is an offshoot of the Edge magazine. The Edge magazine has been for sale for a while, and yet no sale has been made. Therefore, the magazine will have its last issue in December, and the last offering of this show through the Edge will also be in December on the 28th. I really enjoy writing this show, and I know that some of you have enjoyed listening to it and found it helpful, So I'd like it to continue through another avenue. What I've decided to do is record the show on my iPad and then send it out email to those people who would like to receive it. There will be no charge for the show. It's just a spiritual service I wish to offer. I've already tested out the sound quality and am told it is clear, so that's how it will be going forward. So if you want to be on that mailing list or know someone else who does, please send me your email address at genewallace at earthlink.net. Let me spell that for you. It's J-E-A-N-W-A-L-L-I-S, as in Sam, at E-A-R-T-H-L-I-N-K dot net. genewallace at earthlink.net. And tell others about it so I can start sending you shows in January. I'm also going to move the date of the show to the first Monday of each month. It's a good way to start the month out for all of us. And now, on to our spiritual buffet. The title of today's show is Embracing Imperfection. I could have titled it The Problem with Perfection, but that would have been a negative slant on what needs to be a positively oriented perspective. The Appetizer. Today's appetizer comes as a quote from a friend of mine who passed on many years ago. Her name was Rita. Rita was a colorful person with her own style, 
one of many friends I have had that follow that individually-based self-expression. Rita and I were mostly phone friends as we both had physical limitations that inhibited our ability to get together easily. However, she would take me to Orchestra Hall every now and then, which I greatly appreciated and enjoyed. Well, one day in a phone conversation together, I was complaining that things I wanted to turn out a certain way just weren't doing that. When wisely, Rita said this to me, and it has made a great difference throughout my life. She just stopped and said, Oh, Jean, it's progress, not perfection. Thank you, Rita, for changing my life and perspective on that. And here's the entree. Well, I don't know about you, but I like things a certain way. Not necessarily the way anyone else would like it, but once I get it in my head how I want things to be, there is very little room for vacillation or compromise. Anything other than that is imperfect, in quotes, and it drives my ego mind nuts. There is no limit to the context of this idea of perfection. It is just as likely to happen when following a recipe, arranging things decoratively around the house, following my own choice of schedule, etc., One of the only saving graces in this for me has been that I was an only child and I've lived alone most of my life, so it is not an issue that I can, uh, so it is an issue I can usually deal with as I don't have anyone else here with whom I have to negotiate. Yet when my friends come forward to help me with things, it can come up. They have been very tolerant and patient with me and I am learning to not only accept or tolerate imperfection, but to embrace it. It's at this point I began to wonder, well, what is perfection anyway? Who decides what is perfect? Is there even a perfect? Well, if you know me, I had to look up the definition. One dictionary definition is that perfection is the condition, state, or quality of being free or as free as possible from all flaws or defects. Then I looked up the definition of imperfection and found it defined as a fault blemish, or undesirable feature. This led me to believe that perfection is often merely perception and preference rather than actually being flawed. It's kind of like saying one person's trash is another person's treasure. When talking about myself, it's all about how I view things rather than things being broken or not functional. If whatever I'm involved in doing is not meeting my internal vision and expectations, then I consider it imperfect when through someone else's eyes, it may not be so at all. Of course, not completing things to my expectations leads to negative self-talk about being inadequate and imperfect myself, and you know how that snowball can take us to hell. Now let's be real here. There is no perfect in the humanity of this dimension. There is an ideal, yet it is not met in this dimension ever. This ideal is a concoction of the mind and the ego. True perfection is the creation of spirit and exists in every moment, whether we recognize it as such or not. So the problem with us embracing imperfection here is that we've created an expectation in the first place. Expectations always have great potential to create havoc if we see them as rigid and necessary. We can more easily deal with goals if they are just that a goal to be strived for rather than an expectation to be attached to. It's the attachment that hangs on too tightly and does not allow for the creation of something even better to occur. I mean, just take nature. 
Would you say nature is perfect? I believe it is, that it is a living demonstration of spirit. Yet when I look at the flowers, the petals are not always even. Sometimes they're dented. They don't grow in rows on their own. And they don't blow together the same in the wind, etc. Yet it is their imperfection by my standards that creates the balance in nature and its expression. I now see we can have greater harmony and balance in our own lives if we embrace the imperfections we see in them. Realize it's okay if things don't exactly meet our vision. Loosen up and allow room for spirit to bring its perfection into our circumstance rather than forcing our own way rigidly like the Cinderella stepsisters trying on the glass slipper. I encourage you, dear friends, to cut yourself some slack if you have been down on yourself for being imperfect. Embrace your imperfection in your humanity, and you will connect with the perfection in your divinity. We are all perfect in our divinity and just need to remember that in our humanity. This also leads us to being less judgmental of others and in other ways, not requiring perfection in them. This, in turn, allows others to be less judgmental of us. Now is the time to set this new cycle in motion, to embrace imperfection. In the side dish today, today's side dish comes from the website Chopra.com. That's C-O-P, I'm sorry, that's C-H-O-P-R-A.com and is an article written by Carson McGinley. That's K-A-R-S-O-N. M-C, capital G-I-N-L-E-Y. And it is called Five Ways to Embrace Imperfection. And he says, Have you ever wondered if there was such a strong epidemic of perfectionism before the rise of the Internet and social media? When we couldn't see how well everyone else was supposedly doing, how perfect their made-from-scratch dinners look, how pristine their living room is amidst the toddlers running around, and how smooth and texture-free their skin looks in a bathing suit. But alas, we live in a world of nonstop comparison, where it takes a very healthy mindset at a higher level of perspective and strong internal fortitude to not be bogged down daily with evidence that we're somehow falling short. While we have role models of the perfect parent-spouse successful human being, what we actually need is role models of imperfection, people with viewpoints that show us how to embrace our imperfect selves with acceptance and even celebration. This is not to say that we should all just give up and stop trying to improve. It is our nature to grow, expand, and flourish. However, when we hold ourselves to impossible standards, we ultimately set ourselves up for depressive symptoms, disordered eating and thinking, and myriad forms of suffering that are absolutely avoidable if we can shift our perspective on the whole thing. Here are five views of imperfection that can help us soften our expectations of ourselves, embrace our incompleteness, and hopefully create more room for beauty, compassion, and contentment as a whole. Number one, embrace imperfection in others. Leonard Cohen said, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. We can learn a lot about how we handle the imperfection in our lives by first examining how we view others' so-called imperfections. When a baby is learning to walk, they fall down hundreds if not thousands of times before they master the concept of walking. 
Obviously, we don't judge or criticize a baby when they make a mistake. Yet we can come down hard on ourselves for our wrongdoings all the time. This isn't to say we should treat ourselves like a baby, but rather that we should be as compassionate with ourselves as we are with others. We certainly wouldn't see our infant as any less for not being a flawless walker, so let's watch our negative self-talk and praise ourselves for the efforts and attention we give to our pursuits. Celebrating the imperfect also goes beyond how we see people to how we view the physical world around us. Do we expect our environment to be perfect? Or are we able to see beauty in flawed and unconventional aesthetics? The traditional Japanese Japanese philosophy of wabi-sabi not only encourages people to accept artistic imperfections, but to see them as cause for reverence. Try surrounding ourselves with asymmetrical, vintage, and handmade art as a way to practice this skill. When we train ourselves to see beauty because of imperfections rather than in spite of them, we soften our expectations of ourselves and those around us. Number two, embrace imperfection in yourself. Brene Brown says, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. So are we supposed to be so easy on ourselves that we stop trying to improve? In her best-selling book, The Gifts of Imperfection, author Brene Brown makes an important distinction between perfectionism and striving to be your best. She says, perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. It's a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us, when in fact it's the thing that really is preventing us from flight. She goes on to identify that through self-inquiry and honest communication, we must regularly remind ourselves that no matter what else gets done and how much is left undone, we are enough and worthy of love. If we strive to improve ourselves from an authentic place of self-compassion, gratitude, and intuition, we will experience more freedom, love, and joy rather than feelings of inadequacy. Number three, embrace imperfection in your circumstances. A quote from Voltaire is, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. In her book, The Happiness Project, author Gretchen Rubin uses Voltaire as inspiration for releasing the idea of a perfect situation. She says on her blog, quote, instead of pushing ourselves to an impossible perfect and therefore getting nowhere, except good. Many things worth doing are worth doing good enough, How many times have we avoided meditating altogether because we didn't have our cushion, our candle, or a full 20 minutes? Rather than taking five minutes to be quiet with ourselves among the mess of our living room, we skipped the quiet altogether because the circumstance didn't look exactly the way we wanted it to. Perfectionism often leads to procrastination. Let's not wait until every situation is perfect to take action and truly live our lives, because the truth is, five minutes of meditation is better than zero. Trying something is better than no action at all. Number four, embrace imperfection as a way of living. 
The Indian spiritual tradition of Tantra has greatly influenced yoga, and by practicing it, you can work to remember the true divinity of our human nature. According to Tantric philosophy, people suffer when they forget their true nature. In his book, Tantra Illuminated, Christopher Wallace describes one of the most fundamental forms of ignorance as the deep unconscious belief that we are incomplete and imperfect, tiny and significant creatures, and certainly not the divine. When we look at it this way, that every fault we have is actually worth embracing because we are ourselves divine, it's a lot easier to see the broader picture and take a higher perspective. The tantric view also reminds us that not only is there nothing wrong with the way we are, but every experience is, in fact, sacred in one way or another. Through our yoga and meditation practices, we can connect to the experience of our perfect fullness or completeness. Just because parts of the moon are invisible to the naked eye on 29 out of 30 days doesn't mean the moon is not still perfectly whole. The Tantra perspective helps us stay strongly connected to the inner knowing that we are divine and that our divinity, we are just as we should be. And number five is enjoy the process. Abraham Hicks says, all is well and you will never get it done. Perfection is not the end game in our lives as human beings. If it were, we'd surely all be disappointed. If everything came easily and we were met with no contrast, we'd lose our way indefinitely. And besides, what fun would life be? Sports games are enjoyable and meaningful because there are obstacles in the way of the goal. How one moves around and through those obstacles is what makes them a good player. Try focusing on the gameplay as opposed to the score and see if it shifts your experience. And lastly, putting all this into action. The first step in changing anything is awareness. Through our meditation and contemplative practices, pay attention to the moments when we criticize ourselves or others for not stacking up to a certain ideal. Notice our habits of thought and ask if they're serving us well. If we find ourselves constantly disappointed, unhappy, or overworked, consider shifting our perspective to embrace the nature of our uniqueness as our special fingerprint on this world, and then take action. If social media makes us feel bad about ourselves, take a hiatus or quit it altogether. If the people we surround ourselves with elicit a negative energy from us, connect with people with a more positive energy. If we self-sabotage by not doing things we know are good for us, because the circumstances don't seem just perfect, remember that sometimes just getting started is the hardest part. And finally, accept the idea that we were never meant to be perfect. We were only meant to be perfectly who we are. Let's celebrate our cracks, our flaws, and our humanness so our experience in this lifetime will be far more enjoyable, inspiring, and beautiful. Well, thank you, Carson, for those wonderful, wonderful words and directions. Now, before we go on to our dessert, our guided meditation today, here's my contact information. Again, please contact me if you want to be included in the email list for future recorded programs. 
You can call me at area code 612-874-1453, although no texting is available for that number. Or you can write me an email, again, at genewallace at earthlink.net. Let me repeat that and spell it for you. It's J-E-A-N-W-A-L-L-I-S as in Sam, at E-A-R-T-H-L-I-N-K dot N-E-T. And now, on to dessert, our guided meditation today. We'll begin by getting in a comfortable position, either sitting or lying down, whichever you prefer. Just relax your body and let your full weight be supported by the surface you are on. Close your eyes to your outer world and feel yourself just sink into your chosen surface now. And release a big sigh. And regulate your breathing now by just slowing breathing in through your nose. And slowly exhaling out through your mouth. And let's do that again. Inhaling slowly in through your nose. And exhaling slowly out through your mouth. Just like the waves on the ocean. In. And out. Inhaling deeper and deeper now. Slowly in. And exhaling even deeper now. Slowly out. And as you do that, you feel your body relax even more, becoming almost fluid in its composure. So relaxed now. Just so relaxed. That's great. And now through your inner vision, you see yourself in a peaceful clearing in nature, a place with green grass and sunshine and beautiful trees. This is a very sacred and safe place for you, and you feel its comfort all around you and peacefulness within you. You may feel a little breeze blowing against your skin, hear the birds singing in the trees, see the bees going from flower to flower in this meadow, and feel nature alive and present with you. And as you look ahead of you, you see a little path up ahead. And you step onto that path and begin to follow it. Through some trees with dappling sunlight coming through them. A gorgeous day indeed. And as you walk upon this path, you notice it begins to go deeper and deeper among the trees. And even has a slight downhill slant to it taking you deeper and deeper, down and down now, as you proceed until you see the next clearing before you. You Keep on that path 
so you see the clearing before you. And once in that clearing, you notice a shed, a well-kept shed, perfectly cared for, with a garage-like door at its front, one of those that raises up. Whatever shape and color shed shows up for you is just perfect. You now find yourself at the door of this shed, and you open it, lifting it overhead, just like a garage door. And inside, you see it's a potter's shed. There's no one there, yet you know you are invited to step in and use the potter's wheel you see before you. In fact, there is a lump of clay sitting on the wheel, just waiting to be formed. Sitting down at the wheel, you begin to use the foot pedal to turn the wheel slowly as you cup your hands around the lump of clay at the center of the wheel. Much to your surprise, you discover you know how to do this, how to use the wheel. And as the speed of the pedaling picks up, you begin to create a vessel out of this lump of clay. And the vessel may be a vase or a bowl or an umbrella stand or a cup or whatever shows up is just right for you. It may be large, it may be small, it may be round, it may be oval. Any size or shape is just right. So take a minute now and just continue to create your vessel, going deeper and deeper into this experience now. Just pedaling the wheel, moving your hands, shaping your vessel, enjoying the process. Oh, that's very good. Very, very good. Now as you complete your vessel and notice the paint sitting next to the wheel, you can now pick up your vessel from the wheel and begin to decorate and paint it. Any color or design is perfect, so just take a minute and begin painting now, using whatever brushes or colors show up and that you're inclined to pick up and use. You find this is an easy artistic effort and you're enjoying how it looks. Just painting and painting away. As you complete your painting now and are just finishing it up, you notice a crack going from the top of the vessel down its side. This crack does not go all the way to the bottom and the vessel does not fall apart but the crack is there nonetheless. This crack may be wider at the top than the bottom, or it may be thin going all the way down, or it may be thick going all the way down. It might be straight or it might be jagged. Whatever shows up is just right for you. This is your perception of your human imperfection, yet it is a part of this vessel, your creation. Once you notice this crack, you know you can fill it in, but with what? Just with your intention now, choose to fill the crack with liquid gold, the incorruptible metal. Just see it pouring into the crack, filling it up, shining and bringing an element of light to your vessel that it did not have present before. 
This is the awareness of your divinity entering your perception and realizing it makes your humanity whole. Admiring the vessel now, all painted and with the shining gold streak in it, you take it in your hands and hold it lovingly. Just send love to this vessel now. And as you do this, notice your inner self returning to your living environment and placing the vessel in a place where you can see it often in your mind's eye when you look at that spot with your physical eyes. Just go ahead and place the vessel in that spot now. And once that is complete, know you can look at that vessel anytime you want to remind yourself of your divinity and the perfection you always are. And when you are ready, still keeping your eyes closed, just start to move your body, stretching your arms and legs now, wiggling your toes and fingers, tapping your feet on the floor, and feel yourself return to this dimension. Once you feel back in your body, just open your eyes. That's the show for today. Bye. Thank you for listening to my show. Join me again at the Psychic Buffet the next fourth Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Central Time for another serving of spiritual thought to nourish your soul. I welcome contacts by phone at 612-874-1453, but I have no texting ability. Or you could email me at jeanwallace at earthlink.net. That's J-E-A-N-W-A-L-L-I-S at E-A-R-T-H-L-I-N-K dot N-E-T. Until we meet again, wishing you good loving and good living. Bon appetit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.